I'm Jeff Barco, host of the Hornets Nest Podcast. Today I have an amazing guest who's multi-talented in so many different things. They dance, they sing, they play music, but you probably know them best as a documentarian who's actually documenting the Atlanta punk scene that we're talking about today. Of course, I'm talking about Sway. Is there anything they can't do? Thank you. Thank you, Sway, for uh, coming on my show today. I know you have a lot of things to do, so I really, really appreciate it and very honored to have you here. Uh, how are you doing today? I'm doing okay. I'm a bit nervous. So you're very multi-talented is what I see. Uh, first of all, let me say Sway is making a podcast history here because they're the first person who – we're not in the, we're not in the, even the same location. We're doing this completely over the phone. Now, my past guest, Miss Shapin, we had Seth on the phone, but the other guys were there, and Seth's phone was just sitting next to the speaker. This should sound a little bit more like the, the, both of us are actually in the same room. So I'm really curious to see how this sounds. So thank you for uh, being part of my experiment with me. And no problem. Yes, yeah, Way is also the first guest I really don't know personally outside of my podcast. So I'm looking to get to know you a little bit better and um, find out what, what's all going on with you. What I do know is that you are a pretty talented person. You're a, you play music. You uh, you do instruments. I, I, I see you. I think you play the drums. I think you do a little guitar. I'm guessing you do some vocals. And uh, I've seen you got some really sick dance moves as well. So, uh, thanks. Um, yeah. Um, I do I dabble in a little bit of everything, I guess. Um, guitar, I think I started like during quarantine. Um, drums, I started. I just started playing drums like, hmm, like in June sometime over the summer. Um, dance, I've been doing for a while. Um, I haven't been dancing recently because I've been getting into like filmmaking and all of that stuff. So dance, I've kind of like burnt out of, um, I still do it here and there, but not a whole lot. So. Um, and I've also been like, you, uh, you do a lot with makeup too. So I've seen the makeup you've applied to your face. I've seen like you at some shows you you're sometimes made up and then what you have on Instagram. Is that something you do as, as an art form as well? Is that just a hobby you like to do or? Um, I honestly don't know. I just do it to cope with things. Um, makeup is like something that I use to express myself and um, to show who I am. So it's just a fun thing to do. Um, however, or however you feel it is how you your makeup changes how you want to present yourself at the at the place and time. I get I'm guessing right. Yes. That's awesome. That's cool. Cause uh, you uh, do other people ever come to you and say, "Hey, will you make me up, or you know, will you fix me up, or is it just something you do for yourself?" Is it solo only? Um. Yeah, that's just something I do for myself. I don't really get many people asking me to do their makeup. <laughs> Maybe like one or two people, people that I'm close with. But yeah, that's it. That's cool. That's cool. And um. Well, also, uh, okay, so you're learning uh, instruments and stuff. Are you in a band or wanting to join a band? Or is this like, like your makeup? Is it something you do just for your own self-being? 
Um, I'm planning on joining or, well, actually, I'm planning on starting a band, but a lot of people have asked me to join their bands. And to be honest, I'm like, since everyone's looking for a drummer, it's hard to find drummers around here. And like, I, I am, I do drum a bit, but I don't feel as confident in my drumming skills. So I try to like, I'm trying to like get better at it before I join a band. But the band that I'm starting, um, I might do vocals. So um, yeah, like I just looking for um, a guitarist and a drummer. So. Yeah, definitely. I'm sure. I mean, there's a lot of people out there that would probably be very interested in working with you. Uh, so is this band, I mean, this is, you know, I see you at the shows a lot. This is the punk scene or whatever you want to call it. Are you, is your band going to be kind of like, is it going to be a punk band? Or are you going to take a different direction or? Um, yeah, we can do, um, we're going to do some like punk stuff, like mostly punk, but we will like, dabble in other genres too just to be a bit more diverse yeah that's that's one thing like you probably if you've been listening much about go on about how all these bands have a different sound to them you know there's not a bunch of you know oh if you go you go to a show you're gonna see four or five different bands doing four or five different things so that's uh that's what i'm saying i really enjoy well how did you uh how did you actually get into this scene i mean you always been a fan of this type of music did you stumble upon it or somebody said hey come watch this or like how did you um, get into it i've always loved and enjoyed music especially this type of music um actually cameron watson um she's actually and they my bad they actually um helped me find the scene um they asked me hey you want to come to this punk show and i was like yeah sure Cause like it was like my first ever punk show like going to and plus like i've just moved here like what four years ago and like i it's like it was hard for me to find these scenes because um everyone like i've ever had contact with never really you know first off i'd never really had any friends here in atlanta or knew anybody who were in the same interest as me so it was nice um, talking to Cam and um, have them help me um, find the scene. Who was, do you remember who it was? Was it anybody that's known or anything? Who it was you saw that first show? Um, it was the show at the Furnace. Um, Misshapen played. Um, Whack. Uh, at the time, Junkies are now called Blue. Um it was, I think it was in August sometime. I think I know that show you're talking about because that was actually uh, it was uh, one of the first big shows for Whack Junkies and Chew Toys. Mm-hmm. Oh, not Whack, I'm sorry. Uh, Misshapen Junkies and Chew Toys. Misshapen was still the dweebs back then. Yes. And uh, yeah. Um, okay, well, that's, that's pretty cool because that's about the same time I started getting into the scene. Um, so, uh, you know, and I'm just. It's, it's really a lot of fun, a lot of great people in it and all that stuff. And it's just, uh, you know, I'm honored. I don't go to every show. I go when I can, but it's just uh, I got to get to know a few people and really a great bunch of people. And that's why uh, that's why I started this podcast. I'm going to be 100% honest with you. I saw that you were starting a documentary. And 
when I saw that, I was like, that's really cool because so many of these people and these bands need to, you know, be promoted. They need to. And I kind of copied your idea. Of course, I was going to do a document documentary. I don't have the time, the money or the skill to do it. But I thought, well, you know what? I mean, I can try to do a podcast and get people on and stuff. But So uh, you're an inspiration to me and you're an inspiration to this podcast. So I got to say, you know, once I saw you were doing it, I thought, okay, good. They're doing it. So I want to do it. It's my own thing too. So thank you for the inspiration. No problem, man. Like that really means a lot to me that I'm inspiring people. Definitely. So uh, let's talk about your documentary. Um, what, what, what made you think, okay, obviously what made you, you came up with the idea first. So what made you think I'm going to do this? Um, so at first it was really hard for me to come up with the idea. Um, I'm in a fellowship program, which is how I met Cam. Um, and I really wanted to do a documentary because at the end of the fellowship program, we have to figure out, okay, we have to do a documentary because that's our goal to finish a documentary. And so I was like, okay, so what should I do it on? And I really love music and I really love the punk scene. And I was like, you know, maybe I should just do a documentary on the punk scene. Um, but like when I did pitch that idea, it was like, okay, so what in the punk scene do you want to do? What do you want to touch on in the punk scene? So I was like, hmm. And I watched the documentary Minding the Gap, and it really inspired me about like what this documentary is going to be about. Um, yeah, so when I watched it, I was like, okay, yeah, that's my goal. I want to capture these bands, these people's lives and, you know, their lifestyles and just like having everything naturally happen and just watch everything naturally grow. I'm planning on um, continuing this documentary like years down the line just so that we can see how everybody grows and how everyone kind of just like, you know, I don't know, become adults and deal with adult things in life. Right. So, that's, that's a really great idea to do it that way. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, that because, uh, you know, it's, it's really a continuation. If it's something that people have these passion loves, even if they move on or, so their life changes. This is still a big part of who they are, you know. Exactly. And, uh, yeah, I think that's amazing. So um, now you answered some of my questions there, but so when you when you uh, approached this, did you like? I think did you say, okay, I'm gonna just you know record like document the the shows, or I'm gonna do a behind the thing interviews, or were they? Did you like have something specific in mind when you started? Like, okay, you know, I'm, I'm going to do these this group of people or these bands, and and just take care of that. Or were you just say, okay, I'm just going to let the camera roll and see what happens? Um, it's a mix of like all of that. Like, um, at first I was like, there were like six people I picked that I could do um, the documentary on, but then the deadline, I had to consider the deadline. So I cut down on those people and now, um, I'm just focusing on like subjects within the scene. So like, uh, I have three subjects, um, Ezra, 
Tyson and um, Scum. Um, okay. So those are my three subjects as of now, but it will gradually get, you know, bigger um, as I go through, um, you know, continue. But um, yeah, like um, at first I didn't know where to start. So I was like, okay, let me see. Maybe I should just start filming shows and try to get to know um, these people and, you know, so that I can feel comfortable, like, filming. Because at first, my first show that I filmed was Fish Fest. It was great. It was amazing. Um, and I mostly filmed Tyson throughout Fish Fest. Um, and so it was just like... Wait, hold on. My mind is going play. Okay. Um, sorry. Um, so yeah, like Fish Fest I did. And then after that I did, um, what else did I do? I did Scum Show that he did. I did many other shows afterwards. Um, and right now I'm just kind of like in a, a hole now. Because I feel like I should have mostly focused on my subjects instead of getting footage of shows and just like mostly getting comfortable with my subjects and just so that I can like go around and just film their day without any problem so yeah so yeah it's yeah. just mostly on like shows and stuff so yeah it's gotta be pretty tough to do a, a documentary because one, you know, you, you got to be able to put the information that you want out there. You got to documenting something. So and it has to be not only, you know, interesting subject wise, it's got to be visually interesting, too. You know, I've seen docu some documentaries like, well, I love this song or th this band or whatever. And all of them four old guys in a chair talking or something. It's like, that's eh, kind of boring. You know, you, you got to be able to be able to mix it up and have it where it's visually in, you know, entertaining so it's, it's got to be a tough job i know when i post this podcast even if it's somebody i know um and i'm good friends with i have to like the day before the interview or whatever sit there in my head and think and i almost have a pretend conversation in my head and guessing what this person's gonna say or might say you know so it's like that's why like when i you know you talk about you were nervous at the beginning i'm kind of nervous too because it's like i don't know you personally well so I don't know how you're going to respond. Right? You know, I, I, think, I hope I ask the right questions or at least interesting questions. You know, so it's it's got it's tough. It is, you know. Which goes to my next question. You know, but you had there been any specific um, challenges or are there like reoccurring challenges that you keep facing? That's like, gosh, it's making this job hard or putting it off or whatever. Um, mostly um, editing motivation to edit like I really love to edit and I'm not to be conceited but I'm actually pretty good at editing uh, um, and I've been doing it for most of my life and when I got to this documentary it's my first ever documentary and it's kind of hard to piece everything together because it's not like a short film where you know where everything goes you have with the documentary you have to you know, experiment a lot 
and see, okay, here, this does not go here. So I'm going to try it with this and that. And it's just a whole lot of work to do to just to create a story with everything that you've filmed. Because with documentaries, like you're just getting footage of everything that's just naturally happening, not scripted or anything. And you just have to figure out how to piece those things together without it being boring, without it being, you know, uh, like not pleasing to the eye. So, yeah. Um, also, like, um, just like getting... With me, I'm not a very social person. So with this documentary, it's helped me kind of like talk to people and like get to know people. Um, but at the same time, I'm still kind of struggling with it. Like, you know, asking people questions like the next show I'm trying to I'm going to go and ask around and like ask people random questions for the doc. Um, it's going to be kind of scary for me at first, but I feel like I'm going to get used to it. And yeah, like um, my first interview was with, um, T um, not Tyson, um, Scum. Um, luckily, Scum was very open and, you know, outgoing and talkative. And he helped out a bit. And, you know, it was very easy. It was a very easy start interviewing people. And so like, I, I tend to like stutter a lot and you know when I'm talking it's it's like my mind it moves really fast and I mostly forget what I'm saying um and so it's just a good exercise and I really am glad that I started this documentary just to put myself in an uncomfortable position to go for it and talk to people and just be you know, um, outgoing and just try to make sure everyone is, you know, comfortable with that too. And that's mostly a challenge for me because I'm still trying to get, you know, my subjects kind of comfortable with me because um, I am very shy. And so I'm just trying to like, you know, get out there more. Right. That's, yeah, that's a great answer. That's a, uh... The uh, other thing I was going to ask is, had there been a situation where, like, you know, there was a, a show or a festival or something you wanted to go to or that something big happened that was perfect for a documentary, but you couldn't make it or you missed it or something like that. And you're like, damn, I wish I wish I was able to get that. You know, it was a missed opportunity or something more. But let you know. Yes. yes. All the time. Since I'm, you know, not over 18. And I don't have a driver's license just yet. Um, it just makes it harder for me to get to shows because my parents are very busy. And so I just miss out on opportunities, especially like shows in Athens and, you know, all like hours away from me. And I, I cannot go. Um, I was lucky to go to Fish Fest because Tyson was able to drive me there. Um, but yeah, it's just hard for me to go out to shows now because of my age and because of my parents kind of holding me back from, from you know, getting and going out in the public, especially like with COVID and how my parents kind of see like the punk scene as dangerous, <laughs> which I 
I, I try to tell them that it's like a family and that's why I'm making this documentary because I know most people see the punk scene as like negative and just like very dangerous because of mosh pits and you know with um what's his name um kind of put a negative light onto mosh pits um I'm trying to think of his name um it was a rapper and there was like a bunch of like people dying at that concert. Travis Scott and all that. Travis Scott, yes. And like people see mosh pits in a negative light. And you know, it's just crazy. Um I'm just trying to with the documentary, I'm trying to just show people that the punk scene isn't it's not what it is. It's not bad. It's not like it, like everybody's against each other. Everyone is like a family, right. more so. Yeah, so I see in it too. Even the misconception too about the actual world Travis Scott situation was it wasn't a mosh pit that, that happened, and it was just exactly you know people rushing to the stage and you know mm-hmm. bad. Where in the mosh pit, anybody who's been, ever been to a pump show, a metal show, or any type of mosh pit knows what I mean. What is the first rule of a mosh pit? If somebody falls, you pick them up. Exactly. You know, and people are, you know, and then too, like, I don't mosh um, for several reasons. I'm old, fat, and out of out of breath. <laughs> you know, <laughs> uh, I have uh, I have cochlear implants. I don't want to get knocked off and everything. So uh, I I stay back. And there's very everybody respects that. Nobody's going to drag you in something you don't want to be in. You know, mm-hmm. and. Uh, I agree with like the whole family thing and the punk scene because well, I started going probably a little less about a year ago too. I started going to the, some of the shows and I first saw Whack and then you know uh, Mich- I'm good friends with Misshapen and obviously Chew Toy and uh, you know uh, all these bands and I recently uh, saw um, I'm a big fan of Craigslist punks and I recently saw Evil Intent finally and oh my god I I love them they're my mm-hmm. I'm trying to get them on the show because I really want to see them, you know. But I see everybody's taking care of each other, you know. If somebody gets out of line, they're dealt with, they're dealt with fairly. But I, the, I mean, I don't have a daughter, but I know that if I did, she'd be safe there, you know, because everybody's taking care of each other, you know, the young, the old, all of it, all of them. And then it's uh, like you said, it's family, and there is a negative thing because of the word punk and people. It's like, you know, I don't know. People just, uh, they're judging a book by its cover. And that's, that mm-hmm. people need to go see what it's about. So, uh, that, you know, so I think we're in agreement with that. And you, you're really good because you answered a lot of my questions before I asked them. You were talking about your parents. So I was going to ask, do they support, you know, you going to this and being in this scene and all that stuff? Or, but you kind of answered that. So mm-hmm. they're kind of about it a bit. Yeah, they they don't support it, but they'll accept it. <laughs> I understand that. Yeah. Have they ever been to one of these shows? Have they ever like stayed and saw what it was all about? No. You think they would ever uh, try that? No, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, definitely not their kind of music or anything, right? Not really. <laughs> yeah, you know, teach their own. Um, so, you know, you talked about, uh, back to your documentary and everything, um, you, uh, 
we're talking about how easy uh, scum was to talk to and, you know, that everybody, that all your subjects. Have there been anybody, you don't have to, I'm not asking you to name names. I don't want to call anybody out or definitely or not, but has there been anybody that you wanted to, they were like, no, nah, I'm not interested in that. They're, they weren't very easily approachable or has everybody pretty much been like, yeah, yeah, jumping on board and everything? Yeah, like I've, I've, I haven't had any issues with anyone. Um, everybody seems supportive of the doc and everybody seems so excited about it. So everyone seems to be wanting to be a part of it. Yeah, that's, cool. that's awesome. You know, because um, it is a great thing. So, how you're you're in the editing process of it now, correct? Yes. And you are you and you're still filming as you're editing. Uh, yeah, I'm still kind of filming a bit. And you, so right now, do you have any idea when it's gonna, you know, gonna be finished and you know, ready to throw it out or anything, or is it a um. Not really, but my deadline for the doc um, with my fellowship program is April 17th, I think. So um, anytime after that date, probably like three weeks after that date, I'd probably release it to everyone. And um, they'll also be having a screening for all the documentaries that were, you know, turned in Um, uh, June sometime. So I might release it after that screening so that I can just have a lot of people gather and, you know, sit and watch it together. Do you know what format you gonna, are you going to put it on? Or is it going to be like open to the public? Or is it going to be something like, hey, come watch this? Or is it going to be like on YouTube or like one of those things? Yeah, it, it's going to be open to the public pretty soon. So, yeah, it's just this, um, the doc that I will be sending out, um, and posting everywhere would be kind of like a draft. It's not really a full thing because it takes years. So this is just a, a taste of what I have in store and what I have in plan in mind. So yeah, I'm really excited. Yeah, sounds exciting. Um, do you have like uh, with this the the deadline of this project that there you know. Is there, a, is there a time frame they say, okay, the documentary has to be this long, it can't be over an hour, or, can't, or, or you know, how long about do you think you're gonna, it's going to roll? Um, I'm not really sure yet. I'm thinking probably a bit over 30 minutes. Okay. You got a lot to cover in that little bit of time. You know, there's a lot going yeah. on. I can see why that's a challenge. And I guess that's obviously why you're going to uh, make a, a series so mm-hmm. that way. You know. And uh, once you get it out, how if you can have it your way as easily as you want, how often do you think you're going to release the next you know, series and documentation? Hmm. Do you know? I'm not 100% sure, but I do want to set a goal for probably next year, maybe. Well, what else do you have going on besides the documentary? So do you, uh, you have anything else happening? Um, a lot of school. Just a lot of school. Um, I have to, you know, and that's, that's another tricky thing. Um because, like, I have to do this, work on this documentary and also do school homework and all this stuff and balancing everything. So it's it's kind of, it's kind of, it's kind of hard. Um, yeah. 
yeah, it's got to be pretty hard. I mean, do you enjoy school? Do you like, are you one of those that like, you like the challenge of it all? Or are you like, damn, I'm ready to get this over with? I used to be one of those people that just like love the challenge, but now I'm just really fed up with it and just want to pursue my film career. So, so what, so is that what you aspire to be uh, uh, in film? Are you going to be a director or a producer or something? Yes. Um, most Mostly freelance filmmaking. Um, but yeah, maybe uh, dealing with something in the industry, like directing, mostly editing. So, yeah. And uh, are you mostly interested in document, document, uh, excuse me, documentaries or is it uh like do you just do like independent films or, or all of the above or whatever or is that just I, I do pretty much um everything um yeah I, I just started getting into documentation and I'm loving it so far but school's making me hate it because it's hard for me to edit and editing is stressful so yeah I, I mean in the future I I feel like I'll grow to love it so yeah so are you are you a big tech nerd? Do you have like all these different types of cameras that do for certain things, or uh, or, or and, you know different editing tools, or do you just keep it simple and you know practical? Or, um, well, I'm most like mostly uh forced to keep it simple because gear is very expensive. Um, the equipment that I have is uh something that I'm borrowing from the fellowship program. They provide it for us. Um, and we have to make sure to take care of it and do all these things. Um, in the future, I'd probably have a lot more gear. Um, but as of right now, since I have to do all of this by myself, um, yeah, keeping it simple. Um, but probably in the future, I'd probably get a crew to help out with the stock. Yeah, that'd be be nice to take some stuff off your shoulders a bit. Um, so, as far as your film, you know, film aspirations, and everything. Who, who's your inspiration? Like, what, what kind of films and stuff have inspired you to get into, uh, you know, to the filmmaking? Um. Hmm. Or is there a certain director or somebody or you know that you uh, that you've like always like wow you know been impressed with. Yes, but everyone, I hope no one gets mad at me about this, but I really love Tim Burton films, and they've really, really inspired me to get into filmmaking. Um, I've also watched, like, a lot of short films on YouTube. As a filmmaker, I'm not going to lie, I do not watch many movies because um, I have just, like, a lot of stuff going on, so I haven't been able to watch many movies. But yeah, I remember like Tim Burton being my favorite. Uh, yeah, Tim Burton's awesome. I love Tim Burton movies, and you know, it, even like you know, just the ones that aren't the big budget ones too, like just the smaller ones uh, that he's done in the past. Stuff, like, they're they're great. Uh, you know, he has a very distinctive look to it, and you know, mm-hmm. um, and that you know, just very stylish, stylish and stuff. And but uh. Well, that's that's awesome. So, um, do you have a name for your document? Document? Oh, I cannot say that word for some reason. <laughs> Documentary. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm doing yeah. 
a documentary, and I can't even say documentary. Uh, <laughs> but, well, that you did. <laughs> the, I don't know yet. Like, I've asked on Instagram on my story, like, what, you know, people, other people's recommendations and try to, like, bounce off of those ideas. Um, but as of now, I don't know. Um, I know a lot of people were saying you hate city, which, you know, from someone who told me that people do call Atlanta hate city, which I don't know if it's true. I've asked someone else and they've told me that they've never heard of hate city. So I'm debating whether or not I should use hate city in the name. <laughs> but I mean, I've been here since I was like five years old and, uh, been I never really heard it called hate city that's a new one for me yeah so like yeah what and scum kind of like i want to interview um evil intent but since i do say that this is the atlanta punk scene um scum really said they're not really punk they're more of like metal so i mean i do like they do kind of like they um partner with the punk scene or like like in it they do make an impact on it um so i mean i don't know if i should call it like kind of like associated with punk in general um i i really don't know a a good name for this especially if it's going to be continuing and changing that's the thing like we talked about some on this the show before and my last guest the last guest i had was a rapper but he had the very punk attitude and everything and um mm-hmm. you know we um we talked about before like what i mean what is punk i mean punk can't just be pigeonholed in one little genre i do think evil intent has a lot of very punk aspect to them i mean they're mm-hmm. you know they have that you know fuck it attitude they have that they have that look they're, they're shocking you know they're they're disturbing and uh and they have you know so i would consider they, i wouldn't say they're a punk band but they fit into the scene they're actually a big they've actually been a big part of making this scene what it is you know they're mm-hmm. one guys in there that they sell the tickets people come in and they're getting bigger and bigger now you know so but yeah i know what you're saying it would be kind of you don't want to say it's punk and then somebody you know, you you want to be able to go off the road a little bit if you want to. You know, mm-hmm. something. You know, so you don't want to pigeonhole pigeonhole yourself into you know paint yourself in the corner or anything. Exactly. Yeah. So. So, um, have you released any music or anything yet, or have you uh, you have anything in the works, or you just just at the very beginnings of that? Um. Not really. I do have some like scrap music, but I mean, it's it's bad. But um, hopefully, I'd have like something that like is serious and actually good. Um, with um a band, once I get my band together, I'd I'd um start with making music. Right. Um. Okay. Well, I guess uh, one more question, real quick. You talk about how you have all this stuff going. You got your school. You're, you're trying to edit the thing. You're trying to shoot the documentary and all that stuff. I finally said the word correctly. Uh, you know, you're able to. What do you do to finally? What do you, do you ever get a chance to relax and chill out and just kind of you know clear your head? Um, 
right now, um, for like the past few weeks, I have been relaxing, even though I shouldn't be relaxing, I should be working, but um, yeah, I said, hey, man, I'm just going to take a break for myself and for my well-being. So I've been just like, you know, sitting around kind of like, you know, gathering myself and, you know, prepare for um, a lot in the next few weeks. So what do you do to relax? You just, you know, obviously you're not watching movies, you clear that other than just you listen to music, you meditate, you just kind of like read, stay quiet. What is it that you like to do to relax? Uh, I like to play um, video games sometimes. Um, I um, watch YouTube, um, my favorite YouTubers. Um, I mean, I like to teach myself things. Um, journal now, and I just draw in it a lot. Um, I'm just basically trying to get back into things that I used to do, like being active like dancing again and stretching again and trying to be healthy that's good yeah, I'm, I'm glad to hear that you're uh, taking care of yourself that way and um so do you when's your next show when's the next show you plan on attending um the furniture show in march i cannot remember the exact day but there is another furniture show in march um 407 is going to be there uh, whack misshapen and other bands so yeah yeah I, I think i'm i think i plan on being on that one myself so I, i'll look for you there then and, uh before we uh sign off and anything is there, is there um, anything else you want to run by the people listening or um something you want to get off your mind or anything yes when i am filming and you see me with this camera and I'm shooting something, it is okay to walk in front of the camera. It is okay. Because if anything, it adds to the shot that I'm doing. It's probably most likely B-roll that I'm getting. So if you're walking, it just adds to the atmosphere. So it is okay. Yeah, they're part, they're part of the show too, right? The crowd is, I mean. Yes. But yeah, I understand what you're saying because, uh, like, I'm a people watcher, and then like when I go to shows, whether it be like a big venue or you know a small club or something, I like to watch the crowd's reaction. I like to see what they're doing. You know, my my wife and son will laugh at me because they'll look over, and I'm just got my head turned around looking at the audience and stuff like that because I like to see how they're interacting with whatever's going on on the stage. You know, um, and uh, yeah, it's definitely an important thing to be the catcher in a documentary because the fan reaction is what makes the artist, you know, do what they do. Yeah. Well, it has been a huge pleasure and honor to have you come take time out of your busy, busy schedule, obviously to, uh, to talk to me and everything. And, uh, I really appreciate it. And, you know, it's an honor to finally get a chance to talk to you. And I want to thank you again for the inspiration you gave me to make this podcast. No and I'm looking, forward to, uh, I'm looking forward to seeing you finish product and everything. And, See what else you got going on. And good luck with starting your band. And I can't wait to see you on stage and somebody documenting you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, I really appreciate um, being on this podcast. You're doing absolutely amazing. <laughs> I appreciate it. 
Thank you. Thank you. It's an honor to have you. And yeah, uh, once maybe once you get the uh, thing um, set up and everything, then uh, we come back on and we can talk about the finished product and stuff. Cool. Okay, cool. Well, okay. Well, thank you. And uh, once again, we were talking to Sway, who's making a documentary on the scene. I don't want to call it the pump scene because uh, it's going to be, you know, it's going to be all over the place. So. And I really believe this scene's going to blow up big. And I think once this scene blows up, your your document, uh, God, documentary <laughs> will blow up as well. I want to thank Sway once again for taking time out to let us know what's all going on with the documentary. And please, take some time out and go to my Instagram page and record a message for me so I can listen to it and play it on the podcast, perhaps. Thank you very much. My back feels good and my bottom feels good.